0: Hey there. Did you know that tensions tend to be highest for blended families when everyone is together? (laughs) Maybe you've noticed that when you've tried to do something fun with the whole family and it didn't go as well as you'd hoped. If you can relate, maybe you'd like to join us on Thursday, May 16th for an interactive workshop all about navigating the tensions of family time. You'll connect directly with us and other blended couples in a 90-minute Zoom call and work on your own personalized strategy for responding to the challenges of family time in your unique family blend.
1: That's right. You can join us and our community by hopping into Blending Together, where we hold one of these workshops each and every month. So if you'd like direct interaction with us in the context of a supportive group of other blending couples then the Blending Together community is right where you need to be. Mm -hmm. So scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes for this episode and click the link to check out the details. We would love to meet you on the 16th for our upcoming Intentionally Blending workshop right inside of the Blending Together community. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get to the episode.
0: The closer we can get to the real emotion to uproot what's going on underneath that general emotion word, the better it is for the child. Okay. They feel understood, validated, and the painful sting of the emotion will start to dissipate.
1: Hmm. Welcome to the Blended Family Breakthrough Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike and Kim.
0: We believe in a world where blended families can experience a future full of hope, connection, and peace.
1: That's why we offer tools, strategies, and guidance that move you from a place of confusion and conflict to experiencing a life of confidence and connection.
0: We're so glad you're joining us for authentic and sometimes comical conversations as we cover everything from romance to parenting... And yes, even dealing with that difficult X.
1: So if you're ready to experience breakthrough in your blended family, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey there, welcome back to our third installment focused on becoming an emotion coaching parent. If you missed our last two episodes where we covered steps one, two, and three of emotion coaching, you're definitely going to want to go back and listen in on those first. And you can just click the links in the show notes to access those before moving on.
0: That's right, because the past couple of days, we've been sharing a five-step framework directly from John Gottman's book, Raising an Emotionally Intelligent Child. These five steps will equip you to come alongside your kids and stepkids and help them navigate through negative emotions while guiding them to problem solve on their own, which is such an important life skill we all want for our kids as they head towards
1: adulthood. Mm -hmm. You know, we commend you for diving into these steps of emotion coaching. We've used this process for years with our kids, and we're confident that your intentional efforts to support your kids is worthy work, mm-hmm. and you'll be glad you did it. Mm-hmm. Before we dive into step four, let's quickly review what we've covered so far. Steps one and two, they're all about your mindset. Step one is simply being aware of your child's emotions, step two is recognizing their emotion as an opportunity to build intimacy and to teach your child. And step three, that's all about listening empathetically and validating your child's feelings. And hopefully you've had a chance to do some self-reflection and some practice with these first three steps. Mm -hmm. So let's move forward. Honey, what's step four?
0: Step four is helping the child verbally label emotions. Mm. So in our example that we've been using about Phoebe and Jacob having a disagreement at their unicycle club practice... After diving into step three, listening and validating both of them, I had a good idea of the actual incident that caused the emotional tension with the kids. Then I could more easily move on to step four.
1: Now, before you share about your conversations with the kids, Mm -hmm. let's talk about why this step is such an important piece of the emotion coaching framework. Mm -hmm. Research shows that the act of labeling emotions can have a soothing effect on the nervous system. Helping kids to recover more quickly from an upsetting incident is really important, Mm -hmm. and that's what this does. You can guide your child in finding words that describes what they're feeling Without telling them how they ought to feel. Mm. That's kind of the <laughs> art part of this. By helping them to develop a vocabulary so that they can express their emotions, you're helping them to learn how to calm and regulate themselves.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. This is an amazing thing to do with your kids mm. and for your kids. Yeah, And I'll, I'll tell you a little secret. This is really easy for parents to do. <laughs> this is. isn't a tough one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so after going through the first three steps and gaining some understanding around what happened with the kids that day at the unicycle club, tell us a little bit about how you help them to label their emotions.
0: So I love how step three starts with the word listening, because mm. as you listen to your child answer your open ended questions, you're looking for clues about how they might be feeling. Mm. For instance, with Jacob, I was able to pick up on his irritation with Phoebe when she got bossy at Unicycle Club. Mm. I also wondered if he might be feeling a little jealous because the coach chose Phoebe to be a leader. Mm -hmm. And this is because I know Jacob has a natural inclination to lead. I also thought that he might've been feeling a bit controlled or Mm -hmm. embarrassed in front of his friends when Phoebe tried to take charge.
1: Mm -hmm. So these were simply ideas of possible emotions for Jacob that came from what he shared with you. Is that right?
0: Yes. And that gave me an easy leap into step four when I simply took a stab at what he might be feeling. I said, Bud, it seems like you might be feeling irritated. Is that right? Mm. So here we're not telling them how they're feeling. We're just guessing. Yeah. And he was able to confirm that, yes, Phoebe can be really irritating when she thinks she's the boss of me. That's what he said. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> then I went back to step three. You felt irritated by Phoebe. I can understand why you'd feel that way. Mm. What else are you feeling? Now, to my what else inquiry, Jacob pulled a blank stare. (laughs) (laughs) And this can be common for some kids who have trouble identifying their emotions. Yeah,
1: and that's exactly why they need our help. Mm -hmm. So what did you say next to help him continue exploring what was going on inside?
0: I said, I'm wondering if you were upset that Phoebe was given a leading position with the cinnamon roll move. What do you think?
1: Okay, I like that. So you started off with what sounded like more of a closed-ended question, but then by asking, what do you think, it tweaked the question to be more Mm open-ended.
0: And after a few moments of silence, he was able to share that he was better at the cinnamon roll than Phoebe Mm -hmm. and that he could have done a better job. Mm -hmm. So then I said, seems like you might've felt a little jealous. Is that right? And he said, well, not really jealous. It just didn't seem right to me.
1: Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you were getting him to go deeper, and that's exactly what we want. We want our kids to either confirm our guess or to correct it with their own words. Mm -hmm. You know, it's important for us to be aware that people, including kids, often feel mixed emotions and that can be troubling in itself. So we need to keep that in mind. There can be both negative and positive emotions happening at the same time, Mm -hmm. which can be confusing and overwhelm kids when they don't have a safe person coaching them along. Okay, so back to Jacob. He didn't confirm the emotion of jealousy. For him, it sounded more like injustice, maybe.
0: Yeah, that could be it, because he really believed that he would have done a better job than Phoebe, and it was hard for him to accept that she was chosen over him. And that seemed more like disappointment or feeling overlooked by the coach, which started to feed some resentment toward Phoebe.
1: Okay, so this is where you want to help the child develop an emotional vocabulary. So you started with words like irritated and upset, which are pretty general. Mm -hmm. But by continuing the dialogue with Jacob, you were able to narrow in on a few more descriptive words.
0: Exactly. And this not only helps kids to label the emotions they're currently experiencing, but we're teaching them how to become more emotionally aware. And as they become more aware, they can begin learning to coach themselves through their tough emotions, even when you're not around. We help them to do that by prompting them to develop specific words they can use throughout their lives to identify and label painful emotions that might emerge. Mm. We want to move from these general descriptions like angry, sad, or afraid, to help them really hit the nail on the head. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. Underneath anger, there might be a threat, a frustration, or an offense. Under sadness, there could be feelings of loneliness, guilt, or inadequacy. Under fear, maybe there's rejection, embarrassment, or worry. Mm -hmm. The closer we can get to the real emotion to uproot what's going on underneath that general emotion word, the better it is for the child. Okay. They feel understood, validated, and the painful sting of the emotion will start to dissipate. Hmm. One tool you can use to help a child identify those deeper emotions is a feel wheel or a poster with emotion emojis. And we'll put a few links in the show notes to these kinds of resources. You mm-hmm. can check them out or you can also just Google feel wheel or feeling chart and you'll find a wide variety of these kinds of tools to choose from. Uh You can pick one that really fits your child. They also include positive feelings on the feel wheel, which mm. is great. It can open up opportunities to talk with kids about those things that make them happy or loved or excited or talk about those mixed emotions mm. that we just mentioned. Yep. I used an emotion chart with Annika for years and it was so helpful with this step of helping her to identify her emotions. And develop an emotional vocabulary she could use.
1: Right. And like we said before, the act of identifying and labeling emotions has a positive impact on a child's overall wellness. Mm-hmm. And really, this is true for adults as well.
0: Yeah, I put an adult feel wheel in the, in the okay, show notes yeah, great, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: And when we do this, it has a soothing effect on the nervous system, mm-hmm. helping us to recover more quickly from upsetting incidents.
0: That's so true. And once I was able to help Jacob zero in on those specific emotions of disappointment and feeling overlooked, as well as resentful, he immediately began calming down. Mm. His overall tone and his body language softened. Mm. And... The same was true in my conversation with Phoebe, who easily articulated what was going on for her. (laughs) Mm. She started out with the word frustrated, but it didn't take long for her to label what was really going on. Mm. She felt disrespected by Jacob and rejected by the other kids who followed Jacob's bad attitude. (laughs) Yeah, sure.
1: And that's our goal for step four, Mm. simply getting them to label the emotion, which helps them begin to calm down. Mm -hmm. So let's recap. In step one, we've developed more awareness of our child's emotions. In step two, we've recognized that emotion as an opportunity for intimacy and teaching. Mm -hmm. In step three, we've listened empathetically and validated the child's feelings And now in step four, we're helping them to identify and label their emotions. Mm -hmm. And in the example you've been sharing, these efforts really paid off for our kids, honey, as you followed these emotion coaching steps. Mm -hmm. Because you were able to create a safe space for each of them to open up about the incident at Unicycle Club and supported them to move into a bit of a calmer place.
0: Yes, I'd made some real progress with both of them, but I wasn't done yet. Mm. (laughs) There's one more critical step, step five, Mm. and we're going to cover that tomorrow. You don't want to miss our wrap up of becoming an emotion coaching parent, because this last step will make a real difference in how you manage the poor behavior that often comes when our kids are struggling emotionally. And we'll finally get around to teaching our kids how to effectively solve the problems they face now and Mm. in the future. For today, we encourage you to practice helping your kids and your stepkids to label their emotions. Mm. And you might also want to download the emotional awareness resources for young kids, teens, and adults that we've got for you over in the show notes. And just simply give it a try.
1: Absolutely. And by the way, if you haven't left a review for the show over on Apple Podcasts or maybe given a rating there or on Spotify, would you consider doing that Mm -hmm. now? We really appreciate your feedback. Hey, make sure you catch us back here tomorrow when we're wrapping up this mini-series. And that's it for today.
0: Until tomorrow.